you are being way more ridiculous <laughs> right now than you have that ever, I have ever been that you have ever been <laughs> since I've known you not true you're trying to do everything with one hand like what's the deal with that <laughs> I, I, you worry about you I mean why are you why are you not why are you refusing to use your left arm I'm not refusing to use my it's left weird. arm it's weird <laughs> off the elevator podcast welcome with, back with your host jesse Cor- porter Je- <laughs> cornbread <laughs> and your ridiculous co-host <laughs> jessica jessica brooke porter right my mother would be so proud right now um so we're trying to start this podcast and jesse's over there running the machine like her right hand is an, actually an octopus. You're just ridiculous. And it can hold and mash buttons and pull SD cards. All I had to do was push in an SD card with one hand. It wasn't magic. <laughs> and it only took her 15 tries. That's true. What's going on? I'm going to do this coffee review right now. I'm not waiting to the end. I mean, I mean, I'm yeah. I mean, I'm seriously upset because about it. Because this coffee is rank it's not great what's an alma alma local holly springs not that i'm trying to hate on y'all but i was super excited and i went to the chiropractor this morning and they um my chiropractor is you know really involved in holly springs city and they you know working together whatever it doesn't matter hush with your voodoo nonsense and by the way joe thinks that cornbread uh, cornbread (laughs) Joe thinks that chiropractors are voodoo, which is ridiculous. But anyway, I w- they had some on the counter. And I was like, oh, I really wanted to try some. And he's like, yeah, no problem. And I took it, and I was like, man, I'm so disappointed right now. Yeah, so I'm going to give it a, a big fat show I mean, it's it's a little it's a little woody. Tastes a little bit like wood chips. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, don't you think so? Yeah. So, They're earthy. Maybe it's too earthy for us. When we record our next podcast, uh, I got a different coffee I want you to try. All right. But but now hey, gridiron coffee still the word the cheese o. I know I'm going to get us some. I just hadn't got online and Brad if you're listening, I really want one of those red t-shirts, so XL hold out for me. Hey, hold on. That's my coffee, dude. Have you ever had any hand-delivered gridiron coffee? Well, like we talked about one other time, he literally thought things were married, so he probably thought he was hand-delivering it to both of us. Nonetheless. So it was really my hand-delivered coffee also. That's my coffee, dude. <laughs> no. You, I mean, I bought coffee from him first. I know, but... Because you were too lazy to get online and do it. Yeah, but me and... And I showed mad props to Brad. But me and him did uh, Proving proving Grounds together. Do not care. And 40 Days of Deliverance. Do not care. Find your own coffee dude. He was my coffee dude first. Are we... Brad, tell him. I'm just saying. Nonetheless. So, yes. Gridiron, legit. This, not so much. So... Gridiron is local making, so I mean I still feel. Gotta get back to making. I still feel love all night. Oh my god! So again, what's going on? Now you don't got songs in my head, (laughs) huh? I don't. You don't got songs in my head. So tell me about your week. 
Uh, I was sitting there selling turnips on a flatbed truck. Stop it. I'm being serious. Crunching on the port <laughs> round when she pulled up. She had to be thinking this is where rednecks come from. She had Hollywood written. <laughs> if you're not going to finish it, I'll keep going. I don't know it. You don't know that song with Billy Currington? Oh, it's where at the red light where the sweet tea is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> Son of a bun. That is too funny. Oh, my week's been good. You know, I saw him in concert one time at Cowboys before he was anybody. So, you know, Coney was talking about getting a perm. And I told him he had to get a, a crisp, tight perm like Kenny G. <laughs> but Billy Currington's got a pretty tight perm. Billy Currington's is au naturel. Nonetheless, I have seen it where it sort of was just flipping and flopping. And I have seen it where it was <laughs> like early Justin Timberlake type stuff. Which again is also naturally curly. You know they can like make the curls not as tight using product and blow dryers. Did you ever see when Justin Timberlake sung with uh, Chris Stapleton? You are Tennessee all whiskey over the place. It's what? just it's just Alma Coffee. I'm telling you. What is happening right now? Focus. <laughs> Holy crap! So again, let me ask you. Focus. Focus. He's got a deck of cards in his hand, too, guys. I mean, he, he can't sit still. He's talking 900 the, the, miles a minute. The, you know why? Let me tell you why. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you why. Because yesterday, I got out the truck at work. And I'm overlooking this great big flat, this, this big old huge creek bottom down through there. There's a valley. I got out the truck. It was just, I mean, just a hair after daylight. The sun's coming up to my back, right? <laughs> The sun, so I can see the shadows and the dips of the hills and whatnot. And the clouds was just coming in. They looked like a smoke. It was like a haze coming in through that creek bottom. And I said, <laughs> And down there on the other side of the railroad tracks, an old gobbler said, <laughs> Gobbled right back at me. <laughs> and I'm fired up, huh? I'm fired up. I was so in tune to your story, and then you came at me with an owl hoot and a turkey gobble. I'm fired up. Get out of here. I am fired up. So, what did you do this week to prepare for your turkey mission? Oh, uh, I haven't done anything this week. We're going scouting at a new place tomorrow. I don't right. think we told anybody about your turkey mission. I feel like you should share with people what well, you what you got. We'll get to it. This is part two of catching up, by the way. It, so, and that is catching up. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Well, it's, what, ain't no time You're, better than the right so, time. Or ain't no right time better than so, that. You know what I mean. So I, I, I feel this overwhelming need to have some fellowship. And what, what better way for me to be more comfortable in having this newfound fellowship and doing something that I love, something that I have some passion about. Mm -hmm. So I have invited people that have either never been turkey hunting or have been turkey hunting. Just if they want to go turkey hunting with me, come on, let's go see if we can get on a gobbler. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And how many people do you have already scheduled to go uh, turkey hunting with you? Well, counting the youth season, uh, 
one, five. Nice. Now, five. out of the five that have selected to go, have any of them been turkey hunting before? I believe one. So four of the five never been turkey hunting. Brand new, fresh. Have four? Have has everyone? All of the five been hunting before? I'm not sure about that. Hmm. I'm not sure about that. Interesting. That so, sounds like you're gonna have a great time. So I'm ready. To, I'm ready to roll with this. Hey. I'm ready to see how the fellowship is one of the biggest things in my life that helped me stay on the beam. You couldn't be on the beam right now because you're over shaking your leg. And you it's don't driving know nothing me nuts. about my side of the table. We went through this last time. So mind your beeswax. I can't wait to see what the Lord does with it. I know. I can't say I can't wait to see the plans God has for this turkey mission. I feel some kind of way I ain't come up with a different name for it. It's just it's just turkey mission. <laughs> what did I say? I was like first annual Scott <laughs> Yeah Turkey Mission. I don't know. I I'm first of all, I'm pretty sure I came up with Turkey Mission. Second of all, if don't get the oils from your hand in the tip of that striker. That is a hunting tool, not a a Jesse play pretty. That's Jesse, by the way, y'all. I I have taught her how to how to work that that call over there just a little bit, you know. Just a little bit. So. This week's been good. The weather's weather's warming up. <laughs> you're gonna have to reel it back in. We're losing our listeners. Okay, okay, okay. Focus. You're, you're just going nuts. I mean, you got me unfocused, trying to get you focused. <laughs> See what happens when she don't drink, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy town up in here. Um, so the weather's warming up. Oh, I'm so excited. In Georgia. Yeah. Um, so back to your week. Yeah, it's just. Just a regular old week, rocking and rolling. Regular old week. Yeah, warm, warm weather. Mm, love the warm weather. Doing it to it. My week was good. It was week trace, week trace, week three of the new job. Getting a little more comfortable. Um, back in the office with all the other people a couple days a week, which was cool. Um, you know, it's just a, it's. Which I guess we're going to talk about it, but it's just really cool the the situation that I'm in and a little, you know. So I want you to strategically and methodically, <laughs> you know how I broke down the scenario when I pulled up at work and I got out of the truck <clears throat> and I painted this grand picture mm. and then wow was the finale at the end. Um, I want you to to paint <laughs> for the listeners. A picture. You only wanted to, to do that because you were you just wanted me to tell about the story. Can I just tell about the story the way I know how to tell about the story? So so Jessie had lost her job in the last podcast. She talked about getting her job and starting a new job. Yeah. But there is a the the way she went about choosing this job mm-hmm. is a for me. I've never chose a job like this this way so this, this hey neither had i yeah <laughs> i i've chose jobs on whims i've chose jobs for money mm-hmm. for just because i thought they were cool 
I've know. even chosen jobs because I thought they were the right ones, but never, you know, put the work in to find out whether they was or not. So let's skip over all the, I lost my job. I put in all these applications. Let's start that one particular week where you had like four or five interviews. Well, it goes back just a smidget before that for one reason. And that is I had one day. I don't remember what what day, though. not that it matters, but I was just completely beside, I mean, just overwhelmed and anxious and depre- not depressed. I mean, really? You're going to shuffle the cards? Roll with it, cuh. Stop doing that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I um, so I met. I had plans to meet with my sponsor. And we pl- we do our best to meet on a regular basis to you know go through the the big book and you know catch up and all the stuff right. And for, I, for AA. For AA. That's right. That's right. For the program that I work every day of my life, if I can, like I try anyway. So. She had said something along the lines of, you know, here's the deal. Like, why don't you make a list of everything that you want in your dream job? She goes, money, um, money aside, you know, no restrictions, right? Money's not an issue. Nothing's an issue, right? You, if you could just pick anything that you wanted what would those things be for your ideal job and she said i want you to write them down and then i want you to pray and and say god these are the things that i want and she's giving this as a suggestion not as of one of those things you should do but she and i know she knows how i work so you know and uh i said okay and she said when you're done i want you to turn it over to him and say okay these are all the things i want but your will, not mine. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but I, you know, one of the things that God has done for me in this recovery journey is I get to a point of, you know, the gift of desperation. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I did it. And that was, that was the fir- early on. That was probably three or three week, three or four weeks, maybe the first month I was unemployed. So you hadn't even hit, really hit the the uh, you went through an application blitz. Well, you know, remember I got a bunch of interviews right off the bat when I yeah. lost my job, and and I went through those interviews, but nothing came of them. Right. And I was like, wow, that sounded like a very serious bill. Yeah. Um. So that I went and had and did that. I mean, that was probably like I said about week three when I I made that list of all the things you know, and there were things you know. I don't have it in front of me, but, you know, I want a job where I'm useful and of purpose and I want to be of service and I want flexibility in my hours. I'd like a hybrid um, work from home and in an office because I don't want to be stuck in either. That's what you call a hybrid, right? (laughs) Yes. Okay, because some people, look, you can't talk to these people like they... Like they're smart? (laughs) (laughs) No, like... Like they they know your lingo because when you I didn't, t- make, I didn't make up the word hybrid. <laughs> yeah, but it but it's part of your lingo and 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 discussing. I would like a hybrid. So normally somebody would say you want one of them Prius. There's like, no T on Prius, right? So, by the way, so, somebody like me who's out there 
keeping America great. Oh, wow. Out there just crushing concrete, grinding trees, loading dump trucks, stuff like that. You tell me you want a hybrid, I, you want half melted ice cream and half frozen ice cream. I don't know what you want. You're hilarious. <laughs> so, yes, uh, partial work from home, partial work in the office. Do you remember you had to explain that to me? I do. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, I had a minimum pay that I, you know, had settled that I need to make at least this minimal number. Um, and I would like a, a, a good benefits package, you know, health care, 401k. Um, you know, there were 10, I believe they were, ended up being 10 things on the list. And I did as she said. Prayed about it, said these are the things that I want. And turned it over and said, okay, whatever, whatever you say, whatever you say is for me, God. And I let it go. And uh, I was like, I didn't really think much about it. <laughs> you know, like, I, it did relieve a lot of my anxiety. And I was able to, you know, move forward um, without being overwhelmed. I mean, like I said, it was, I believe it was right at nine nine or ten weeks I was unemployed so it was not quite it was like nine weeks it was like two months and then a little bit in February um so that was before all the stuff so now we're back to where you wanted me to start which was the interview the week of the interviews yeah the, the interview yeah so I had so I went through this was about mid-June so if that was about three weeks when I made that list so it was probably around you mean January, around June. June. I mean, that's what I meant. January, yeah, around Christmas. So I went through Christmas. I was, you know, peaceful. You know, my mind about it. New Year's came, and I was like, okay, I got to put in some work. You know, there's, you know, I, I've always kind of been, well, I have always been work, 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 and make things happen, and you know, that gets me what it gets me, but. Being patient and waiting is not really, but but also I also think sometimes when God wants you to be patient, that doesn't mean He just wants you to sit there like a lump on a log. It just means He wants you to be available, you know. So I had to put in the work, you know. I continued to send resumes and I continued to do the thing, and I got um, several interviews. And so the week of that, I got the job offer. Um, I was in a round of second interviews. So the week prior to that, I'd had interview one with two companies. Um, and then this week, the week that I got the offers, I had interviews two for two of those companies and then interviews one for a totally new company. Um, and I went through... <laughs> so here I am, round two of interviews, two weeks, like phone calls, scheduling, like, you know... <laughs> It's really stressful. Like, it's waiting for the call, and, and can you do this time, and can you do that time, and, you know, I'm unemployed, and, like, I'm literally making sure and putting it on my calendar because, as you know, I accidentally overlooked the day of the week on one of the phone interviews I had, and then I didn't show up, and thank God the lady gave me a second chance because she was one of the three offers that I ended up getting. Right. Um, so, it was just crazy with all the stuff going on. Um and so it's Friday. <laughs> it's the end of the week. I had interviews uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like, and then Thursday was silence. And I was like, kind of relieved because it's super stressful. 
Um, but then by Friday, I'm like, okay, now I've had two second interviews for two of these. You know, I really, um, you know, I really want an offer. For, I mean, you know, it's just getting a little antsy. And my girlfriend was like, listen, it's Friday. You probably get it on Monday. You know, and I was like, you're right, you're right, you know. <laughs> and it's like four o'clock on Friday afternoon. And uh, I had already had another phone interview or whatever. And um, I get I get offer number one. And I was like, it's four o'clock. I was like, but in the midst of the in phone interview that I was on before, I was getting calls. Like it was happening as this interview was wrapping up. And I didn't know that's what it was. Um, so when I got off the phone, I called the recruiter back and she's like, I have an offer and, and I'm like, great. So send it over. And, and then she sends it over. Well, when I go to the email, like I'll hang up the phone, go to the email to see the offer that she's sending over for me to review. And there's a second offer in the inbox. Now I have two offers. And then I'm like, really? So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, I got to look at these two. And I tell the recruiter that I got them. And I tell the other lady that I got the one from her. And then I'm going to review it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then about 4.30, I got a third offer. I was, I was like, seriously? <laughs> I was in this position where I was like, holy crap, I, I really want an offer. Why am, not, why am I not getting one? I've had all these interviews. And then, you know, Within 30 minutes on Friday afternoon, I get three offers. And uh, all wonderful opportunities. Right. I mean, I, um, I couldn't have asked for three better offers. Mm -hmm. The first offer I got was um, a company that was a competitor of the one that I had just left um, doing similar, similar to... To the same position the company was bigger um, benefits um, the pay was you know the same as it was before um, it was just I had interviewed with this company at that point I had already interviewed with them like four times um, and had gotten an offer a few years before and chose another job so I was really excited about it um, second offer that came in you know right after that was you know um, similar but it was in a different area of property management that i had only done a little bit of you know a couple years i had done this this uh type of management um it seemed challenging i really enjoyed the the interviews i enjoyed the people that um I spoke with, I felt like in my gut, you know, when people say gut feeling, mm -hmm. like in my gut, that was it. Like I had, the second interview had pretty much summed up in my gut that that was the right choice. Um, the pay was better. Um, it was like, I don't know, eight or nine thousand dollars more on the base. Um, and then, you know, commissions. So, which was, you know, they, they all come and those two jobs came with commission so i was like it's a little better pay it's a little little challenging right so, so i had and then when the third offer came in i was like whoa third offer totally different than anything i've ever done before still in still in the realm of real estate but completely different sector um and i was and the money was 
substantially more. So, of course, my first thought was, am I going to take this job because it's like a boatload of money? <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, like it just happened that way. And um, so I was like, okay, so I'm going to have to figure this out. Friday night, needless to say, was a little stressful in my brain, bouncing around um, my thoughts, my will. Because, like I said, pretty much settled in my gut on the second job. when And and only based off a of feeling. Mm-hmm. Which is how I had chosen many jobs before. Right. You know, that's how I chose most of my life. Most of the things in my life were chosen by the way that I feel. Um, and... I was like, man, so Friday was like, I, was, I had said, I'm just going to chill, you know, Trump, they're bouncing, my thoughts are bouncing off the walls. Saturday morning, I get up for my, for my quiet time, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get them out. I have to get them out of my head. <laughs> so, I made this grid, you know, on a paper, and uh, by that point, so from Friday afternoon to Saturday morning, the first job that was no challenge which reminded me that was on my list of ideal jobs, challenging, because I like to be challenged. Um, I knew it was the least challenging of all three. And I could do it with my eyes closed. I had right. been doing it for years and years and years. Um, I would have slipped right in, you know, without rough, any, I mean, you know, it was just not, um, at that point in my, where I'm at, and I had talked to a friend and, you know, talked to my sponsor. Um, in my recovery, I, I needed more. Right. You know, before that, I would have chosen a job. Well, I did choose a job where I didn't have to, I didn't have to try real hard right. because that affected the way I drank. Right. <laughs> you know, I wanted to do jobs that I could do and do well without, with minimal effort. Yeah. That I mean, you was real comfortable. You wasn't going to have to push yourself. Absolutely. The unknowns weren't there. No, the only unknown I had was is I had I'm the, and I don't know at what point I got like that because I wasn't always like that. Yeah. Um, I I changed what it says in the big book or um, somewhere. I don't know because I have to ask Steve about that. But <laughs> you know, you change your goals to suit your drinking. Instead of changing your drinking to suit your goals. I mean, that's what alcoholics do. Yeah. So, you say... You know, so now I'm in a position where I don't drink anymore. Yeah. I haven't drank in a long, you know, in, in a few, I won't say a long time, in a few 24 hours, as they say. Um, and I'm trying not to base it on a feeling, on my quote-unquote gut. Um, so, when I'm making this list, and so, anyway, back to the challenging situation, I pretty much nixed the first offer without telling them yet but i had set it aside and said now now we're down to the two um both challenging one way more challenging than the other um the second one i had gotten i could step into that and i could wing it right like like i knew i had just enough knowledge to be dangerous right um which is what got me through the interview i mean 
Like this, the second interview was really weird because the guy wanted to play a word association. It was I've never had anybody do anything like that for me, and and then he also questioned numbers on my resume, and I'd never had anyone do that. Um, so I knew he was kind of serious, but I <laughs> I had gotten as far as I'd gotten with the vernacular that I had used because the minimal Im- information that I had, like I said, just enough to be dangerous. Right. Um, but I would have been good at it. You know, it was decent money. Um, I really liked the people. You know, it was that, you know, comfortable, was still comfortable with enough challenge to not be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this one's it. Like, just that, yeah. you know, gut. <clears> and, um, <laughs> and so then I had them in the columns and, you know, and pay and location and 401k and, you know, medical insurance and, you know, at our age, you look at things like that. It's like, you know, this one you don't get 401k for a year. This one you get 401k after 30 days. This one matches 3%. This one matches up to 6 And those are like decision-making things for me from someone who has zero retirement. Right. You know, um, so is all the things. And um, I said, okay, so I did that. And that really helped calm my brain, believe it or not, because I was like, Phew. That's crazy. But in the midst of that, that took a little... I was talking to God about it, writing it down, and uh, I had to get ready for a meeting. So I go upstairs. I'm getting ready. I'm brushing my... I'm standing in front of the mirror, and I'm brushing my teeth. And I'm and I'm thinking to myself, I wish I could ask these two company, You know, these two people that I interviewed with. This was the thought that I had. Why me? Like, that was literally... Like, I'm brushing my teeth, looking in the mirror, and I'm like, what? Why do they why do they want me? Um, and that was the thought and the question I had. And I said to myself in my brain, I wish I could just ask them. And then I got ready and I got out the door and I got in the car and I'm on my way to a meeting and uh, I'm talking to God and I'm like, you know, I just don't understand. Like I don't know I don't know what I'm supposed to do and you know, I don't understand why they want me. And, you know, this one, you know, and I'm rationalizing it with him and we're having this conversation. <laughs> I'm having the conversation. He's just, you know, being God and and so the the third interview, which was the one that's completely different, and I just said, Why would these people want me? I have never done this. And I want you to know I it wasn't audible. But God said to me, it's not about you. And I was like, uh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I was in town lake and I was like, I did one of those things, you know, where you like, where you, you like look around. And I was like, it's not about me. Right. You know, he wants me, you know, he's like, he, you know, he wants me in that job for some reason and it's not about me. And for the first time in my life, I said, okay. Went to the meeting, talked to my sponsor. She asked me to sleep on it again another night. I said, okay, and I did, and I prayed again about it. Answer was the same. The next the next day, I, uh, I sent notice to the first two and said, thank you for your offer, but I've accepted something else, and um, I accepted the third offer. I mean, just like that. Right. And uh, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I literally, and it's so weird because 
for so many years I have known how to do what I have done better than most people. Right. So much so that it allowed me for a long time to perform at a high level and drink at a high level. Until it didn't, right? Until the end when I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get my stuff together. But for years I was able to do that um, because I, I was good at it. So do you 100% feel that with this job you took, you was led by God to take this job? Absolutely. How many of those boxes on your list were checked off? <laughs> I knew you were going to come back to that. <laughs> so there were, like I said, there were 10 things on my list. And this and the job that I accepted had met all ten of them. And when all, every last one of them, right? And but from and correct me if I'm wrong. As you explained it, the whole thing, you 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 only talked about the list very little. <laughs> so, when when you got that that nudge, or whatever you want to call it, whisper, pop in the forehead, whatever. Mm -hmm. Did the list even cross your mind? No. You brought the list up. Yeah. Because when you told me that, and I was like, whoa, cuz. <laughs> and I said, well, what about the list? And then you was like, oh. And you, ha you, you had it right there when uh -huh. we was talking. Uh -huh. <laughs> you was like, you ain't even going to believe this, homie. I know. I, you, I, can't, I couldn't have manufactured it myself. And... You know, and even down to the pay, like I had it settled that I, well, there was, there's so much in that and that I could talk about. Um, I I had settled on the fact that maybe, and I know this sounds crazy. I mean, even even with the number of days, you know, not having a drink, I have, I still struggle a little bit with. I had been in a struggle with. Am I actually as good as I think I am? So I went from this incredible egomaniac while I was drinking who could have ruled the world and blown everything up simultaneously, and I did, to having zero confidence in myself um, through this process. And God knew, I mean, I could not have manufactured it. Having the ability to go to meetings every day, having an amazing sponsor, um, this podcast like all of the things that line up that that were that got me through um with just little bits of you know you i mean just the constant i can't explain it just earning my and that's that's not the right words i want to say earning my worth but i don't have to earn my worth but not being told that i was good but actually seeing that I was good for right. myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and not not my ego going, this is what I want everyone else to see. Mm -hmm. I have my life together. I have this together. I have, my resume looks like this. I can, you know, like I had a specific way people saw me and that was the way I chose. Right. <laughs> I mean, you, you got what you got because I let you, mm -hmm. right? Um, it became a little different. You know, then it was a little, okay, now that I took the veil off, and now that, you know, especially in AA, I mean, those people know you. I mean, they don't know you, and they know you. It's right. like, you know, when you're able to take the veil off and say, this is a problem, and here's all the ugly that happened because of it, and there's some real ugly in there. Um, 
and then it's just I could hear people saying and I still do sitting in a meeting going it's gonna I chaired I actually chaired midway through January before a couple weeks before I got the job offers because I needed to get out this angst about not being employed and you know the promises that everybody says in the rooms and that's one of the reasons why I go to AA is practically I get to see people living life on life's terms and being able to deal with things without drinking and being able to see that the blessings come tenfold when we do what we're supposed to do and we practice the principles in all our affairs mm -hmm. um you know and it was just i had to point to that whole situation before i got derailed but but i'm saying in that having a little bit of confidence um back was really good um and i know it's just been this weird process for a few weeks like okay I have no ability to be the one who knows everything, which is the person I have literally been for a very long time. Right. Like, you hired me. I am the best that there is at this. I mean, like, I think I probably would have told people. I'm sure I know I told people that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Um, and I was really good at my job. And now I have no option but to be, just be. A worker among workers i can't i can't be the director i can't be the manager i can't be the lead actor like i literally am just the guy standing in the background the extra the extra that gets to wave that's me um so there's a little humility that, there's in a that. there's a lot you have to learn right uh yeah it's um it's wow and then i got to thinking is my brain capable <laughs> No, I mean, like I told you, like when I when I first got sober, I was like, I thought I had given myself brain damage because I just did. Like things didn't work right for whatever reason. Um, obviously, I don't think I'm brain damaged. I'm actually like super, su and it's not like I, you know, drank my whole life and I was, you know. But I just gave up. There were at some point in my thirties, I'm gonna say, I just gave up and stopped trying to grow. You you didn't bring one of your crisp journals, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not bring one of my crisp but, journals, but, but I do have I was just I was trying to think back during that time, the scriptures we was talking about you know, during that week period and uh and how how they lined up with everything that went but I can't I can't recall any of them right off the top of my head. I mean we talk about a lot of scripture so that is that's yeah. tough for sure. Right. I was um, just trying to But no it was um so that being said, being in the situation where I have no idea what's going on, um it has given me more of the ability to be patient with myself um, because at the end of the day, that's what he told me to do. So whether I know why, again, something I have never done before, whether I know why I'm supposed to be there. You know, my sponsor was great. She was like, hey, three months, give it three months. 
you know see you, you know go. if you you know and then then you can make a decision you know um well, but I don't I don't have any weird feeling you know like sometimes when you start a job and you're like this is not the one you have that weird like I don't know what it is like I can't it's not what it's supposed to be or what it seemed to be I don't have any of that people are very nice the company is international I mean it's all of the things it's yeah. literally everything on my list you know when I was thinking so I never oh and, le- and let me preface the money was double the amount that I had on my list right so it was it was actually double to the penny mm-hmm. of the number I had <clears throat> on my list. Wow, I was, I was thinking that I've never <clears throat> changed a job while I was sober. I mean, yeah. Let's be clear, I've only been sober however many eighteen months, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Uh, and I was just thinking in my mind how how I would change jobs. Or how they would go, you know, when I did it. And it was pretty much always driven out of... (laughs) It was always driven out of... uh, Oh, I need a job now. I'm tired of working this job. Yeah, so change. What's what's the the first thing that's going to come up? And that'd normally be what I took. Hmm. I I don't anything ever, different. Yeah, I don't ever remember. I don't ever remember having multiple mm. job things going on. You are wearing that microphone Listen, out. Over I there. have got <clears throat> to drink this water. I have this vape. I mean, you guys are. I mean, like seriously. Woosah. Mind your business and let me drink my water. <laughs> I can't wait to set a camera up. I smoke my vape, drink my water. You just and I got a cup of coffee. So let's be clear: two cups. Oh, that coffee is just awful. Tell your story already. So I don't. I don't ever remember having multiple uh, job offers or or anything like that. It's always. It was always. Hey, I'm sick and tired of this joint. What's next? You know. And then when it's there, bam! There we go. You know, some WD forty on this chair, and then that's what I took. Right, and just and just. I don't know that I had ever had multiple offers like this before. And then you wonder why you get irritated or frustrated. Yeah. You know when when little issues arise. Well, shoot, never did put much thought process in it. The most thought process I put into a job is when I went uh, to be a police officer. And Mm -hmm. that was only because the application was 20 pages long. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I always put thought into it. But it was my thought. Because, let's be clear, I I knew exactly what was best for me. Yeah, yeah, no joke. (laughs) Like, no one knows better for me than me. Yeah. I mean, I would run it, you know, I discussed everything with Kenneth. It's not that I didn't. And usually, you know... 99.9% 99.9% of the time he had my back even when I ch- took a job and was going to move to Butts County <laughs> you know I mean yeah. he, he's always been supportive in that manner um, but it's usually played a lot to do has had a lot to do with money and when all this was going on too right he gets a promotion yeah in the midst I mean it was after I, after I got the job and I started like week one yeah 
he gets promoted. Gets gets a promotion. And gets a nice raise. And then he's, you know, responsible for other people. I mean, I don't know what he's responsible. He's responsible for some stuff. Right. Um, and, you know, he worked really hard for that. And he deserved it. And I'm super proud of him. So so I think, I think to myself how you, you know, you said that you got, it's not about you. Yeah. Right? So it makes me think of. You know, being where your feet are, being the light, being the example for the kingdom of God, right? Uh, letting Jesus remain in us and of us all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And then uh, do you want to talk about the, the incident that happened? Because you was explaining to me how the how the, the evidently COVID shut that office down, right? Oh, <laughs> Are you talking about the, the champagne toast? Do you want to share that? Uh, sure. Uh-huh. Um, so Paint a picture. This is your second attempt. I don't <laughs> think you painted a, a good picture as you could. I don't, I don't, I don't paint good pictures. <laughs> um, so the company has been shut down, or work, not shut down, uh, working remotely since COVID. So the second week third week so the third week that i start i'm working there they have the you sure it's not the fourth because one week you was like out of the office the whole time oh that's right yeah, yeah. that's probably you're right right yeah. so anyway a few weeks in um i mean how do i know how how long you've been at your job you don't even know wow shut up i um they have this big celebration everybody comes back in the office they're you know the hybrid the new hybrid is Three days in the office, two days work from home, which is... I feel like that's some French stuff over over there in France. (laughs) So, which was great. So, Tuesday and Wednesday was in the office, like the mandatory days. And then you have a third day in the office, any other day of the week you want. It's flexible. So, which is, I couldn't have asked for any... It was on the list, just saying. And uh, so, they had... served us lunch one day and then they served us breakfast another day and then they had a champagne toast in the afternoon and i literally didn't give this champagne toast a second thought i didn't like i hadn't had a drink um in 19 months and um i don't have the obsession thank the glory to god for that um and so i didn't even you know i I noticed it and i was like "Mm." um but i had not I got sober like during COVID when I worked for a company where I worked from home. I literally haven't worked in an in an environment with other people for like three years. <laughs> like even before that when we had an office, I was the only employee. Right. I was the only local person. And uh so I hadn't had to have any interaction with alcohol in the workplace and it wasn't like a you know i mean this was very classy they did a wonderful job it was a celebration it was very tasteful um and so we're we're all walking around it's like three o'clock in the afternoon we're gonna have this champagne toast and um everybody's talking about you know oh they could have a drink at work and blah you know and i'm like you know i just smile i don't say anything and i get you know i mean i'm just like it's okay right i'm like i remember being like that and um we go into the kitchen and then this lady tries she was helping and she didn't know you know she was just helping make sure everybody had a glass and she go to she went to hand me a champagne glass and said no thank you 
Um, and she tried to hand it to me again. And I said, no, thank you. And then after the second time I said, no, thank you. She says, you don't have to drink it. Just hold it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, first of all, I was thinking to myself, you don't tell me what I am and I'm not going to do, right? Like, I don't know. Like, it really wasn't about the champagne at that she point. She pushed a button. It was like, you don't get to tell me what to do because I do what I want. Like, everybody knows that. I do whatever it is I want to do. And so I just walked around her and I go to the other side of the room. I virtually don't know anyone mm-hmm. with the exception of the people on my team that I have met in the, in the you know, few days before. And uh, I'm like, so I asked the... the HR team was the ones setting it up, and I, I knew them, obviously, because they're HR, and I'd just been hired, and asked if they had any um, non-alcohol, anything non-alcoholic, and she said yes, and um, they handed me a non-alcoholic glass of champagne, and uh, that felt weird, you know, and I was like, I told my sponsor, what, I was what, like... What felt weird, the asking... If they had anything no, non-alcoholic. No, no, the holding of, you know, just the whole, um, and I was surprised that it felt weird, right? Um, a, I've never liked champagne. It's never been one of my things. New Year's Eve is always like a thing because it's like you literally have to drink a swallow, but you have to drink it because it's champagne, right? Um, but it's just never been, it's just gross, in my yeah. opinion. That was not my, I'm like, it wasn't like someone tried to hand me a glass of vodka. <laughs> You know, um, and then I was like, "Are you sure it's not alcoholic?" I was like, "You know, I just had to like doubly ask." And he's no. like, "Absolutely." And the office manager's one handed to me. His name's Marty. He's like, "Yeah, it's great." And um, so they did a little toast or whatever, and and you know, every I take a sip of it, and I'm like, "Tastes like champagne." I mean, like it's. And I was like, this is bad. I don't want this. Like, I'm not, you know, yeah. and then I had all the crazy thoughts. Is this going to make me want to drink? Like, like all the crazy, like, mm-hmm. what am I, what if it wasn't? What if I was really alcohol in it? And what if it, what is it, it makes me want to drink? What if the obsession comes back? Like, all the crazy. And so then I'm like, okay. So I like, I go in there and I pour it out because I only took one sip and I pour it out. And everybody goes back to their desk or whatever. I mean, it was. Did you search for the bottle? Mm-mm. No, yeah. I I just was like, I had to get, I had to get like, I had to walk it off, and like, and so, I um, I Did believe I called you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And you were like, listen, you're being ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because I was like, nine hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Um. Do you think that was the enemy? Just not that you was the center of attention because you wasn't right, Mm-mm. but do you think that was the enemy messing with you? In the, in that event, you done had it. Technically, she wasn't put like forcefully pushing it on you, but it was in your face three times. Yeah, she didn't know. She was just and trying to make sure everybody got a glass. Right. And and you you went over there and you did your thing because you can't. You know. I believe you told me they're going to have a an happy a happy hour one day mm-hmm. soon. You didn't you say that? Mm-hmm. Which I don't even understand that. But anyway, and it's clear to me that it's going to come up. It's really just a celebration in that hour after work. Okay, it's all the happy but, but, happy but hour it, means. But it's clear to me that that's going to come up. Well, yeah, it's a living in life where there's booze everywhere. Yeah, 
it's so it's clear to me it's going to come up to where Jesse one day is going to say, "I don't, I don't drink." Now, whether you confide anything else to somebody mm-hmm. else, don't let that situation, in my opinion, freak you out so much that you just yeah. s- sit in the corner when when they're all having their little happy hour or their champagne yeah. toast because you don't want to get freaked out about it again. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Truth. You think the enemy slipped in there right there on you? Yeah, I'm sure that had to do with it. You know, I mean, uh, alcoholism is <clears throat> is cunning, baffling, and powerful. Yeah. You know, they say they say a couple things. You know, it's the only disease that tries to convince you you don't have a disease. Mm-hmm. Like, like I literally had the thought like crazy thoughts, crazy thoughts between my ears, like. It's just champagne. I don't even like champagne. Right. It's not going to make a big deal if I take it. I mean, like, literally. Like, I, I could see myself convincing myself that's no big deal. Because it's not champagne, and I'd never drink it again, and I'd only have one sip, and that's not going to hurt anything. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, <clears throat> wait, a, wait a minute. <laughs> you, you know the story that come to my mind? This is way off topic. Way off topic. When you was te- when you was saying, you know, how you think about alcohol and the stuff that it does, and I remember this. I haven't thought about this story in a long time. Uh, a buddy of mine, we was riding <clears throat> in the backwoods to go cut a load of firewood for he he wasn't with his family anymore, so he was cutting a load of firewood to take it over. To his ex-wife so they would have firewood for his little girls mm-hmm. right so we i mean we was deep back in the mountains in this place called treat mountain i'm talking about deep <laughs> looking for where the loggers had went and knocked down trees and we could get you know go up to them and cut firewood <clears throat> and uh <clears throat> we come riding through there and it was probably three or four o'clock we was drinking beer, acting like blithering morons, right? <laughs> we was cutting firewood slash mudding. Oh, wow. All that kind of crazy redneck stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, out of beer. And we come riding across this single, solitary corona that was in the ditch that evidently, <laughs> evidently somebody had either threw out the window are left while they a lot of people went up there and partied and hung out wow and it was it was cold it was like january and uh he he called me b you know short for my middle name brian he said i bet you won't drink that beer b i said well stop this beep 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 truck and see what happens (laughs) And and you drank that skunk beer he stopped the truck and i got out got in the ditch Wow. Picked up at Corona. I did inspect the top to make sure <laughs> it was sealed. <laughs> that it was had, somebody hadn't peed in the bottle, right? <laughs> and I drunk that beer. Wow. Why did that story come to my head when you was telling your story? I guess because I don't know. I was I, I literally had just said it's I wouldn't normally drink this. It's yeah. not going to make any difference if I drink this. And you were like, oh, I don't normally drink Corona. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Ditch Corona. That's hilarious. Yeah. 
Man, I can't even, that that was probably two thousand shoot, two thousand four, two thousand three. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, so um overall it's been great. I did have you know, and that's one of the things too, I was talking to my sponsors like do you think these new things that we do and that we experience and that we're able to have our feet on the ground and we can understand that it's okay that this is just life everybody else is just having life right absolutely like i said we had the conversation the other day life it's like lifetime you know people who don't have a problem don't think about whether or not they have a problem mm-hmm. <laughs> like normal people don't sit around and go i think i might drink too much <laughs> you know like people who drink too much sit around and say i think i drink too much oh and it they make fun of it too you you laughingly cutting up make fun of it listen i said aa was for quitters yeah for a very long time yeah like i literally said yeah i need a shirt that says aa is for quitters and d- i'm not a quitter i just listen back and and think of just some of the stupid stuff I used to say. <laughs> Me you too. Yeah. I never realized how stupid it is for somebody. What time is it? Beer 30. <laughs> beer 30. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah, it's beer 30. I mean, it's so stupid. All right. What you doing? About time to go get a beer. About time to go get a beer. Did you really sound like that when you I, said it? I would say that all through the day. All through the day. Ten o'clock. What time is it? About time to go get a beer. Wow. About time to go get a beer. And I'm the. I'm the. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. When well, really it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, really. I mean, yeah, really, it is. I mean, maybe. Especially when it's at the top of the hour. If it's at the top of the hour. Yeah. But it's, if it's not, then it's not. I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> God, well, um, I think we're all caught up. Yeah. I, I thank you for sharing that that uh, half-painted picture. I mean, listen. One thing I did want to say, there's the lady that I met in AA, um, and she would share and she would say the blessings are chasing me down the street and I remember thinking that is so weird (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know but let's be clear the blessings are chasing me down the street believe that believe Um, that and it's starting to make sense you know it's no longer that's weird it's like holy cow that's amazing so amazing job amazing life thank you for sharing the the story about how you went to god uh in that whole process thanks for listening i really enjoyed it i'm I'm glad i got to be a part of it on a daily basis me too it was awesome it was awesome to watch you experience <laughs> watch the crazy in live action <laughs> Well, I think we're all caught up. Yeah, we are. I think that's it with part two. All right. Believe that, cuh. Truth. We'll holler at y'all. Bye, y'all.